Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Reverend Don Lewis coming to you from beautiful Florida, and this is Elder Talk Radio. And if you have been following Elder Talk Radio, you will know that um, that I, uh, the Most Reverend Stephanie Leon Neal, First Priestess of the uh, Corellian Tradition, and uh, the Right Reverend Sir Ed Correll, First Elder of the Corellian Tradition, each month speak to the same topic from our own different points of view. And the, uh, the reason for this is to show how a topic can be approached from a number of different perspectives, yielding different views, all of which can be true at the same time, uh, depending, of course, on what they are. Um, the three of us tend to, to come from different angles but arrive in the same destinations, and this is part of the nature of existence. Uh, We did not do an Elder Talk Radio last month uh, because of the current unpleasantness, but we're we're back on track this month, and today our subject is imagination. And uh, I can't imagine what I'm going to say, but uh, I'm sure I will come up with something. As a general rule, when I approach this exercise, I do not invest a lot of time in preparing uh, because I want it to be more spontaneous. And uh, that is going to be the case today as in previous Elder Talk radios. When I hear the term imagination, I cannot help but think of Willy Wonka, um, the Gene Wilder version, going into the chocolate room. And I'm sure this is partly because of the famous song that accompanies that scene. Uh, And the fact that I saw this film first as a child, it made a a, a significant impression. It was beautifully mounted. And I bring this up because I think that's what most people probably think of when they think of the term imagination, a a beautiful fantasy. Because, of course, the chocolate room from Willy Wonka um, has no direct um, bearing to how chocolate would actually be produced. It's very much from an aspect of fantasy. And I think for most people, when they use the term imagination, they're thinking, they're thinking along those lines. But I would say that imagination is actually probably the strongest tool that humankind has. Um, one of the strongest tools, I would say, say that, that deity has, the ability to conceive of something before it is physically created, which is what in the end, imagination is to conceive of something either before it's physically created or something that will never be physically created. And in metaphysics, we hold the view uh, that um, the world is formed in this way, um, starting from the spiritual conception and manifesting into the physical. And the power behind that could be described as imagination. And Uh, Obviously, not just passing thoughts, but focused and empowered imagination, whether conscious or unconscious, uh, is what shapes our world. And uh, we could have an entirely different conversation as to the extent that an individual imagination shapes an individual's world. But definitely all of metaphysics relies on the idea uh, that to some extent it does. 
some would say entirely. Uh, some would say that existence is a process of co-creation with other imaginations. Um, I usually would say it's a combination of the conscious mind and or conscious minds and the higher self, including uh, deity itself, all interacting. But it interacts at the level of imagination, at the level of um, being able to, pers- to conceive of that which has not yet come into manifestation. And I would say that um, from the level of deity, uh, this is, I think, the engine of creation uh, with obviously more energy behind it than we as um, physical incarnates are able to put behind it. Still, it's the same thing we do when we do magic. We focus our will through imagination, through emotion, uh, through energy, but the imagination is what shapes it. And I'm sure that this is not something that only humans do, but I think that at many other stages of incarnation, it is much more of a function of the higher self and less of the conscious self. I think that we as humans, not necessarily exclusive in in this world, but as humans that we do this much more in a conscious way uh, than an unconscious way coming more from the higher self. And the ability to harness that power in a conscious way is vitally important to um, to everything that we we um, we do in terms of magic and metaphysics. I think that very often. Uh, We use the term visualization, myself included, when what we really should probably be saying is imagination. Uh, When I wrote the Corellian degree books, I use the term visualization a lot. Uh, If at some point they are significantly revised, I will probably not do that. I will say instead of visualize so-and-so, I would say imagine strongly so-and-so. And there's a reason for this, and I have discovered over the years that not everyone uh, perceives things in a visual way, but that doesn't mean that they cannot um, bring the necessary focus to bear in the same way that you would through visualization uh, to, uh, to, to create uh, through magic. I have found many people who um, will say, well, I can't see it, but I can feel the energy. And that's all you need. Uh, I can't see it, but I can conceptualize it. That's all you need. You don't have to visually see it. But I think when we use the term visualization, we give a false impression that we do. For me, um, the reason that in earlier writings I did that is visualization came very easily to me. I can't remember any time in my life that I could not visually conceptualize Um, In addition to that, when I was a child, my mother set me to practicing visualization in a way that was not obvious. And when I was young, and sometimes still, I I, I had difficulty going to sleep. My mind was moving too quickly. It took a long time to power down. My mother's advice was that if I couldn't get to sleep, to use the time uh, by creating stories in my mind and to see them as clearly and to feel them as strongly as I could. Or in other words, she tasked me with learning visualization 
in a focused way. And um, even before that, I could visualize, but that, that helped me to bring, um, to bring focus to it. So by the time I was actually studying metaphysics um, at a later point, although I started early, uh, I already had a, a running start. And there's never a time that I had to work to develop visualization as such. Um, to learn how to control it and all of that, yes, but I already had the ability to visually conceptualize. And I found later in life when I started comparing notes with other people, this isn't as common as, um, as I would have thought. Uh, I have known people, including people who were quite advanced metaphysically, who could conceptualize but not visually. So I think we make a mistake by relying too heavily on that term visualization um, when, again, imagining strongly is perhaps a better word that people would more readily understand who have difficulty with visual conceptualization. 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 Um, going too fast there. But um, in, in this sense, of conceptualizing, placing energy behind it, and bringing it into manifestation, this is how we use imagination to create the world. Again, most commonly, this is working more from the higher self than from the conscious self, but when we learn magic, we're learning to do consciously what we commonly do unconsciously. And so imagination is not just a fluffy little entertainment for the mind. It is a very powerful tool. Now, of course, um, most people idly daydream and do use imagination as an entertainment for my, the mind, and it's wonderful for that. And they use it in many other ways as well. And uh, I've often been asked through my daily vlog about um, how easily this manifests in the world. And uh, do people need to be worried about stray thoughts that perhaps are not what they really would, would want to be focusing on? Do they need to worry about uh, things they've dreamed about, et cetera? And my answer to this is that we manifest the world through thought and emotion, working through the astral, and for purposes of this conversation, guided by imagination. But it requires focus. Stray thoughts do not automatically manifest. Um, if they did, everyone I know would have won the lottery many times. And although I've known some lottery winners, it's certainly not the majority of people who spend their time imagining, imagining what they do if they won. It takes more than, um, more than just idle thoughts. And also requires sometimes untangling crossed wires within the self self-limitations, belief systems, et cetera, uh, and or building new ones, new belief systems. Behind it all really is our ability to imagine and join to our ability to focus uh, our energy, again, from the higher self through the astral plane. And without imagination, which is the ability to conceptualize, um, Doing this consciously really would not, in my opinion, be possible. Unconsciously, of course, it's possible, but consciously, you must be able to conceptualize. And again, I think this is the strongest skill um, of humanity, 
And I'm sure that we're not the only ones who, uh, who conceptualize. And obviously, it's also the strongest skill of deity, uh, which does it on a much greater level. But um, when we look at metaphysics, we must also look at imagination. One of the parts of metaphysics is to discipline your imagination toward manifestation. But again, I think some people take this um, for more than it is. Um, if a person is having, let's say, self-limiting thoughts, which is a common problem, if they just have that stray thought every now and then, it's not going to hold them back. But if it's a constant undercurrent, it will. Similarly, if they're focused on more positive things, but only sporadically, it's not necessarily going to carry them forward. But if they focus uh, strongly upon it, it can do so. Um, and particularly if they use the many techniques that we have metaphysically uh, to make this easier. But um, <clears throat> part of that is learning to focus, learning to maintain that focus, and learning to make the shift of consciousness that makes magic possible. But this, too, is an aspect of imagination. You have to be able to conceptualize what that is in order to do it. And um, it's very difficult to explain. It's, um, but we talk about it in the first degree lessons, and... Uh, you can certainly read more there. We have a lot of ways to help people learn to do it. When you work magic, you're really working from your higher self, but in concert with your conscious mind. Um, and to learn to do that consciously is a discipline that must be learned. Unconsciously, we do it all the, con all the time. And if we thought of it more in terms of imagination, I think we'd be more conscious of that. Um, where you put your focus does have a lot to do with what you get. Now, there is, um, again, an idea that this is a casual thing, and I certainly don't agree with that. It requires that sustained focus. And a lot of times people try to address this at a surface level um, to focus their will in a certain way, but don't really look inside, don't really look at um, the inner aspects that are affecting it and therefore have difficulty with it. Uh, a lot of people talk about the law of attraction, in which I totally believe, but it's not as simple as it's made to sound. Um, none of this, well, actually, actually, all of this is very simple and none of it is simple. And these two things, seemingly contradictory, are true at the same time. It's simple once you understand it, once you can conceptualize it. It's like meditation. Um, until you understand what it is, it can be hard to, to conceptualize that. You have to come to a point where you can do it. Um, doing, um, doing oracle work is the same way. Oracle work is actually really easy to do, but it's hard to come to the point that you can understand how easy it is to do. 
because you have all of these other conceptions that make you expect it to be difficult. Um, and I think that is true of magic in general. Once you really understand it, it's not so terribly difficult, although there's still all kinds of issues that um, can impact it, particularly in internalized belief systems and expectations and uh, this sort of thing that is addressed through shadow work. But the actual technique really is quite simple once you've got it. It's getting it. That's the thing. When I was learning to do oracle work, um, as I was approaching it, you know, I, I was told, this is very simple once you understand. And it was so hard to master. And then when I did, I realized, yes, it's simple. You just have to be, be willing to let it be. And again, I think this is true of magic in general. And it's true of imagination as well. I mean, people might say that they have no control over their imagination. Um, but that absolutely is not true. One of the things that um, I quite enjoyed doing was write, writing my novel, Death on the Horizon of Joy. Uh, but there were some things in it that, um, I mean, I already, I already knew, but it was interesting to observe them. One of them is that... Um, when you create literary characters, they take on a life of their own, uh, which uh, I tend to think is quite literal in a multidimensional sort of way. But they don't necessarily go where you planned for them to go, and trying to force them to do so isn't always so easy. Um, but that's because through your imagination, you're actually creating something. Uh, you can sometimes... Uh, force it to conform to what you were originally intended, even if it doesn't want to. Uh, but it's not particularly easy, in my opinion. Uh, this is true of visual artwork as well. Um, I have often found that what I conceptualized in my head when I started and what I ended up with were not the same thing, because as it went, it took on a life of its own. And this is the idea that, that it's through imagination that we create the universe, the world. And uh, even when we're creating something that seems to us to be more limited, it's still an act of creation that will go in its own way as it needs to. And uh, I think most people who do writing or artwork will, will probably readily agree with that. So these are um, some of the ideas that I would offer on the subject of imagination. Um, that... It can be a simple entertainment for your mind, but it really is the process of creation, the process uh, that we harness in practicing magic. And I think that most people dismiss it ridiculously easily when they should be taking it very seriously. And I think that as a general rule, we fail to realize the absolutely miraculous nature of imagination. Uh, it enriches our life at the simplest level and it creates our life at the strongest level. And those would be my thoughts on the matter. I hope you find them helpful. And until next month, this has been uh, Reverend Don Lewis for Elder Talk Radio. May you blessed be.
I told you I believed you. What stories would you tell? Would you feel a little stronger? Would you step out of your shell? Or would you say it wasn't real? Until I left you alone. Oh, Yeah. 